Hey, this is Ev with the Bluff Council. You're about to listen to our episode on Point Break. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing on Spotify and our YouTube channel. Thank you so very much for listening. Check. Mike, check. So what's it all about? Where are we going to run? Maybe we can meet up on the sun. Discretion is advised for the blood of virgin eyes while I'm limping on the track with the method. So get the sunblock. <laughs> Fred Durst. Top three MC of all time? Mm, top one. <laughs> Oh. Did you like Limp Biscuit? Was that a that was a Fred Durst? That was yeah, a, yeah, I don't know course, what the fuck you were course. just doing. So, I liked Limp Biscuit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought it, it was it was a big deal when they came out and their their three dollar bill, y'all. Their first album was like unique and cool, and then uh, what? Their second album was Significant Other with Nookie. I did it all for the Nookie. Yeah. They were Come a big on. deal. I don't know why, but they were a big people deal. Don't, don't, people don't remember because they became so awful and because Fred Durst became such a character that they were hugely popular. Yeah. Like, you were in a very small minority if you didn't think that they were, like... They were, like, a transformational band. Like, in 1998, we were like, this is the future of music. It was, this is what happens. The things you like now are not going to be cool in 10 years, guys. That's, <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a great point. Just wait. Yeah. It happens to everyone. <laughs> I saw some teenage girl saying that Pulp Fiction is, like, an awful garbage movie on Twitter the other day, and everybody's, like, retweeting it. Like, yeah, that movie sucks. I'd rather watch Shrek 3. Yeah, fucking all this stuff and it's just like this is the generation this is this is the future oh yeah and i'm like this is how every generation must have felt before that yeah well things are only good for that time period i, I don't think people realize that there's an expiration date on everything yeah like there's just the things you love now you the fashion you wear the everything it will be Even this your, your philosophical beliefs yeah your political beliefs literally everything will be we'll, recycled into something else. Yes. It would just won't. the people that come after you aren't interested in what you thought was cool. Yeah. Whereas when you just think, because your own narrow perspective, especially when you're like 20, you think that this is objective. Like Pulp Fiction is objectively a good film and will always be a good film. It will always be cool. It's not cool it's anymore. It's not cool anymore. And no, of course not. Kids will even argue it's not a good movie. Howdy, fellas. This is a great segue into the movie that we're here to talk about, if you really think about it. Segway Kings? <laughs> Segway Kings for That's life, baby. Uh, <laughs> point Break, because I think Point Break is, was, and is to those of us from a certain age, incredibly cool. Point Break was the coolest movie of its time. It came out in 1991. Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, Laurie Petty, mm-hmm. fucking Gary Busey. My God, yeah. great action movie, over the top. Stupid, fun, big, and now I bet you kids hate it. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you were going to. Is this the first time you saw it? It's the first time I saw it. Oh, uh, well, that's why, you idiot. What well, are you doing not? What are you doing watching Point Break for the first time in 2021? Where, what have you been doing your whole life? I don't understand. I don't think I can say it on air. <laughs> Masturbating? <laughs> I guess I could say it on air. <laughs> Crying and masturbating. <laughs> yeah. Crimaxing. Cool. <laughs> Howdy, fellas. Here's the thing I wanted to start with. The question I asked to you is, are we going to really discuss this film on like a filmmaking level? Or are we just going to have fun? 
because th- <laughs> there's, there's, there's two sides to this coin, and it's very obvious. There is, this movie's fun. It's a fun movie. Whatever. We can have a good time with it. Or, do we want to kind of dissect this as like an actual film and really like get into it? Because this film's kind of stupid. <laughs> like, it, a lot of it doesn't make a lot of sense. Can we do, I want to mostly have fun. Okay. But, this movie's so fun. Fuck ya! It's not even necessarily because I don't want to like criticize the film because it's obviously worthy of criticism. It's just that I think that's been done to death. Like everyone knows that Point Break and and its and its greatness and all the terribly unrealistic things that happen in this film. So I think that that those dissections have happened. If you want to reference, let's reference some stuff that really stood out to you as like you couldn't get past this. I just I just think it's fascinating. And that's why I didn't think you would like it. Because I assumed this would be your first time watching it. And I thought, all of the charm is wasted yeah. on this 37-year-old body <laughs> looking back at me now. Whereas if you saw it when you were 12 or 13 or 14, you would be like, fucking sign me up. Like, yeah. this is what life is. This is going to be the greatest movie of all time. I can't wait to be in my 20s. I'm going to be an FBI agent. I'm going to be a surfer. Going to be hooking up on the beach. <laughs> I'm going to be a Division One cool football player. I'm going to be a bank robber. I'm going to be <laughs> yeah, everything yeah, all yeah. the time. <laughs> everything spiritual and amazing and just dialed up to a million. Howdy, fellas. I'm going to say something that you may laugh at and that America may laugh at, at me as well. But this, <laughs> as I'm watching this, I was... I think this is as close to a period piece as you can get. This is a time capsule. Because I looked, I, I started to look it up. I wanted to see like what came first, like specifically. This, this is very much what the genre was at that time. Like cop films were like the lethal, this had a lethal weapon vibe. This had a 48 hours vibe. This had Beverly Hills cop vibe. This felt like an 80s, and this is 91, so it's like, the Nadies, to quote an Ev Duran. <laughs> yeah, we're back. <laughs> a a Nadies thing. Like, this is like the end of an era of what it felt like to have a cop film. Ev- everything about this film is like a cliche. But I don't, I'm, it's not just this film. That's what I was trying. I was like, is this where it originated from? Or like, no, this is just the long line of, of a history of, of like cop films. This is what it was. Like, this was serious cop films at that time. So it's hard to judge it from 2020. Because if you make this film today, it's nothing like that. Bodie, do you have any idea how many people you've killed? How many laws you've broken? <gasps> the only law that matters is gravity. Stop! It's, it's not <laughs> even close. That oh, is yeah, a 1990 yeah, yeah. film. You know, like, it's that, it's, a, it's from yeah. that period. Howdy, fellas. This to me, that's an interesting question because I think this is sort of like the zenith of all of that. Like, this is the climax. Because in many ways, like, I do think this movie, for its many flaws, is like so tremendously entertaining. But we're, we're doing this episode wrong already. We have, I know, we I was going to apo- mention it, but go ahead. We have to apologize to our friend Jake Shalhoub. Very sorry, Jake. <laughs> we got I, excited. If you didn't have the beard, I would apologize. But that, I can't. That's true. We got, we got excited. This is a viewer recommendation episode. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> From our dear friend who we love very much, Jake Shalou. Yes. Jake. I love you, Jake. Howdy, fellas. I'm excited to be submitting one of my all-time favorite movies and my all-time favorite action movie, Point Break, to the Bluff Council for review. 
Why do I love it? Uh, I think, of course, just how over the top it is. Fun fact, there's a brewery here in Seattle that has two beers named after both Johnny Utah and Bodie, uh, and they're both, of course, delicious. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing your guys' thoughts. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much, Jake. First of all, I will say Catherine Bigelow, who is, who is the director of this film, mm-hmm. which probably seems like an unusual choice, especially in 1990, to direct a big budget, giant, testosterone-fueled action film. But she does a fantastic job. I think a lot of the complaints, a lot of the nitpicks you can put into this film are very story-oriented, and I don't think there's a lot that you can nitpick from a directing element. I think that the directing is really great. I just think it's her touch that really makes this film what it is. I think it's shot really well. I think uh, it's there's a lot of there's just a lot of like beauty in it. She shoots everything very adoringly, and it makes for a, a, a great film from that perspective. Agree or disagree? Well, I don't like starting off the episode this way because that's the one thing I was going to say nice about this film. (laughs) But I want to get to the heat. I want to get... I I don't... We'll we'll get to the heat. Compliment Catherine Bigelow, you dick. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine, you did a great job. That that, that is the... Oh, could you be more condescending? I said said you did a great job. She doesn't need your approval, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 2021, you got me again. (laughs) I think... That is the best part of the film, like far and away. There's some really, really nice shots and uh, some really, really nice uh, textures. Like I really liked um, early on the film. I think it was the police officers. I'm not sure they're in the precinct or whatever. And there's, it's like, it just, it looks very blue, but there's like a lot of like dust and some just texture mm-hmm. to it. This, there's a lot of sun flares and presence and which created like the dust. And there's just, there's just a richness to a lot when of Lori the Petty shoots the pillow. She shoots the pillow next to Keanu Reeves, yep. and there's just all this lint floating in the air around yeah. her after that. It's That's just gorgeous. There's a lot of night, like just I just keep coming back to the word texture. Like it just felt very rich, and and I could touch it. I I, I, I shouldn't do that, but but I I, I want. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I really liked it. What one of my favorite shots I've ever seen is in this is in this film. What, a shot that'll stick with me forever, and I would hope to mimic in in the future. Which I, uh, it was the shot with that little, like, uh, that little mirror that, like, dentists use <laughs> with your mm-hmm. teeth, where Keanu Reeves hold, holds it up, and then it goes from the bed to, like, a silhouette of a woman taking a shower in the bath. Like, mm-hmm. that was fucking gorgeous. That was, to execute that on such a little mirror, and, like, well, what, I'm, I want to know what lens you're using. Because you, <laughs> not only are you, not only are you, you're in the mirror, but I feel like if I remember correctly, like you get context to where that, to someone holding it. So it's not just the circumference of the mirror. You yeah, get context yeah. to like where that mirror is next to the window. Like how yeah. the, f- like that, that blew my mind. Phenomenal. I can't say enough about some of the shots in this film and how great they were. My favorite Catherine Bigelow memory, <laughs> terrible Uh-oh. segue, anti, anti-segue kings, uh, <laughs> is she uh, also directed The Hurt Locker yeah. and won Best Picture, uh, defeating her ex-husband, James Jane Cameron, Cameron yeah. Avatar, Trash. which was the heavy favorite, and that was really awesome. It was a great moment. 
what an underdog story for this woman to come back and get this much deserved win it was really cool and it felt like this really big moment like even in the academy's history you find like there's not often very many female best director nominees and to win how great and then as the ceremony closes i will never forget alec baldwin who was presenting patted catherine bigelow on the ass <laughs> as he congratulated her <laughs> And it just felt like all this progress we had just <laughs> made. Whoop. Good old Alec Baldwin is just like, <laughs> good job, honey. Seriously, you're a great actor, you're a great comedian, and you're a great guy. That's all the time we have, ladies and gentlemen. So I know you want to get into all the unrealisticness. Did you at least enjoy the movie? Did you have a good time, or was it so unrealistic that you just kind of didn't care and were distracted? No, if, if, if that's what you... If I were to watch this movie again, not for this purpose, I'm sure I would like it a lot more. It's a, it's a, it's a ride. It's a fun ride. You know, it's a, it's a fun ride. I'm fine with what happens. I'm, I'm overall just like fine with it because it's, it's, this is going to sound super condescending or whatever, but it's like, it's, it's meaningless. It's just like, it's a fun action flick with some, you know, actor presence. I feel the stakes. I feel some of the emotion. It's got a love story, it's got action, it's, you know, like, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Like, if you can just take it at that and just leave it alone. So that's why I ask in the beginning, if you want to go deeper, if you, like any level deeper, there's a lot, there's a lot that takes away from this film. Yeah, well, I have some, I have criticisms too. I'll just say as a general statement, you know, I agree with Jake, our friend, who you clearly don't have any respect for. I don't. There's the, the night surfing scene when Kiana is surfing with um, Tyler, who's played by Lori Petty. And he just hits this great wave and he's got this, this twinkle, this sparkle in his eye. And she looks at him and goes, you have that, that look in your eye. And it's something that, that can't really be described. It can, can only be felt. And that's something that, that really resonated with me. It, it was so memorable seeing it at a certain age when you start, when you do think, as I alluded to earlier, like, oh my gosh, this is life. This is adulthood. This is what the next 15 years of my life are going to be like. It's just fucking adventures. And maybe I'll be a cop. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. But, so, there, there, and, it, and it was, it's such sensory overload. The way we talked, I think, a little bit about White Men Can't Jump. Where it's just, like, violence and fights and boobies and surfing and skydiving. And it's just fucking bat football and, you know, tackling each other in the ocean homoeroticism like it's all this stuff that at 13 we all thought is this going to be part of my life <laughs> but <laughs> both johnny utah and Bodie, uh, and they're both of course delicious while, while there is so much unrealistic stuff to this movie and stuff you're just like that would never happen i still think within that in addition to just Catherine Bigelow's very good direction, I think there's a lot that works and that is really good. I think the general notion of cops got to go undercover to infiltrate this gang and becomes close with them, seduced by them, is good. Like, yeah. that's a very good construct to do. The strength of this film, as it goes to me, are is the performance of Patrick Swayze, who I think is fucking pitch perfect. I think he could not be better. Looking at Patrick Swayze, it's, it's tough to not compare his performance in Point Break to his performance in Roadhouse, just in the sense of, um, you know, both characters he plays has this, uh, this transcendental uh, spiritual approach to everything he does in his life. 
um, but he's able to like really take care of himself and really handle himself, you know, when when stuff gets going. As as we watched it, we were talking about how we just watched Ghost recently. Like Ghost is a is a great movie. It's a great time, but he's like such kind of a soft man in that, and he's kind of a soft man in in, in Dirty Dancing. He's a dancer. Roadhouse, which Jake Jake brings up, is a fucking awesome badass movie. But he's even kind of pretty and, and clean cut and skinny. Like this is a role where he's got some five o'clock shadow. He's a little rugged, and he's 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 a little more like uh, rough machismo. Well, and he's I think kind of crunchy. Really, like I disagree with that. He's still like no, I think he really embodies one this role. He's really believable. Swayze is better than Keanu Reeves, better than anyone probably in the film. You think the performances are good? I uh, that didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I'll tell you what I think. I think the performances are bad. I think, <laughs> I think, and I don't know whose fault this is. I don't know if it's the director. I don't know if it's the actors. But this is the I, most. I know whose fault it is. <laughs> overperformed film from an actor standpoint that I've ever seen. Everything is so like over the top. Everything is so performative. There's a lot of this film that felt super heavy handed. Just in like a bad way, in a distracting, <laughs> in a distracting way. So much so that I thought I was watching a South Park episode. It's uh, sometimes, like it just felt that over the top. Let's go, people. We've got another rich black guy. I want him humiliated and dragged through the dirt, and I want it done by the books. Like John C. McGinley, I, I John C. McGinley, I think is the best actor in the film. I think he does a very good job of being an over the top, you know, sort of like caricature of what a police captain would be no 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 let me tell you what you've produced over the last two weeks you two have produced exactly squat squat everything is a trope everything is a character everything is over the top it just it was a lot it was a lot i don't disagree in theory with that but i think my argument would be that when the, the whole movie is dialed up to a thousand, like that's the whole point of this movie is that everything is its most extreme version. Like every action scene is the craziest thing that's happened. And so I, it makes sense that the performances would have to be dialed up a little bit because it is kind of this performative, no. crazy big thing. I disagree. To dial down the performances and you'd have a much richer story. It takes away from what's actually happening because it's so... It's just so important, and everything is the. This is the biggest case of our whole lives, and this is what. If you dial all that it a little back, more, it makes it a little more. In hindsight, I didn't notice this when I was thirteen because you're just like, this is real life. But in hindsight, to me, it makes it a little more self-aware that that it's almost leaning into that that bigness, that grandiosity. I think I think I would counter that. I think Swayze's performance is not super over the top. I that, think Swayze's performance is pretty darn good and realistic. There's a couple lines that make me chuckle, like... Back off, War Child, seriously. That line always makes me crack up. And I think Busey's performance is really, really good. I think this is... Busey's... This is the first thing I think of when I think of Gary Busey pre... You get me. You get me quick. He brings a, a great... He's very endearing in this character. I think McGinley is obviously dialed up to a million, even though he's hilarious and fun. Yeah. But that that is a clear choice to me about like this is this kind of movie. We're gonna we're gonna do that. The 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 biggest point 
You can't the say that. I just that, disagree. You can't just say that like this movie's making this choice. What 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 makes you say that? Like I just think that that's I think they thought they were making a good film. I don't think that they're thinking like, oh, we're going to really ratchet this up. Well, they I made think... a good film. They made a good film. <laughs> I think no, there's a didn't. difference. Here's the thing. If, you, if, if you're trying to direct and tell a story where realism is the key, this is not that story at all. So I guess I'd have no idea. I wasn't there on set. But I would, I would hypothesize that we're going to tell this big, grand crazy over the top story let's let's have everyone's energy come up a couple extra notches than they normally do we're not going for realism we're not going for subtlety we're going for like operatic entertainment popcorn edge of your seat yeah let's have mcginley mcginley have three more cups of coffee let's see how crazy you can go i want you to yell squat like your like your voice is cracking squat those are those have to be choices do you think so I, 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 I would I, think so. I, I, I think this, it, it, this is going to be an awkward comparison, but this feels like this, the same way TV sitcoms are like, I feel like that's how they thought at that time. Well, this is what action needs to be. I don't think that they made this conscious decision to be like, we're, we're ramping it up and we're going to make everything seem big. I think that they thought this was nuance at that time, like in, in three camera comedy things, we're like, well, we need a laugh track. What's a, what's a show without a laugh track? We have to have that. And now you look back and you'd be like, wow, is that unnecessary? You don't need that at all. I, I think that they thought they were doing a serious drama. I, I believe, that's what I believe. And then no, we look back I, I, I on it. I think you lose me there. You kind of had me a little bit before, but I don't, I don't think anyone here was like, this is going to be a fucking Oscar. No, I don't think that. I don't think that. Drama. But they were taking action seriously. Like, no, no, no. This is how we do action films. This is a serious yeah, attempt at how we action, do action. It's an, it's an action. It's not quite an action comedy, but it's like it's a popcorn action movie. It's it. it there is a level of self awareness to it I that, that so. I that I pick up on. I disagree. I don't think it's like we're trying to sincerely make like this thoughtful action movie. It's like, no, this is fucking, let's go nuts. Let's have fun. Like, it's just dialed up. It's like a Fast and the Furious movie today. What do you com- compare it to something today? Well, that's what, that was another point I wanted to talk about is like, I wish, like, what movies are these today? I don't think they exist. It's a little bit like what we talked about Ghostbusters with just like original IP where it's like, would, would any studio make a pretty good budget action film that's of original content today? <laughs> Like, I don't know no. what that is. You have to think, because of the overtop nature of everything, sure, it's the Fast and the Furious movies, but those are, like, products now more than anything. Those aren't hardly even films anymore. Like, they're just, like, yeah. let's... Like, th- those have transcended yeah. what maybe the original movie was meant to be. Yeah. They're so just commercial. I don't know that there is a comparison. <laughs> like, well, I tried to think, what's the, what's the last big-budget action film that came out that was, like, a popcorn, good-time action movie... That was original. And, and I, I drew blanks. I honestly can't think of what that might be. I mean, that's really the, the only action film I can think of as fast as it's like, that's crazy because I just feel like it dominates the mar- like it's Like, name another action well, yeah. film. Or superhero. Superhero movies are action movies now. Right, but I, um, I would put them in a different category. This is not... Yeah, yeah, but I just mean like that's what has filled that void. Where it's yeah. like, okay, like, Taken from like the late 2000s? Was that 
the, but now there's been 10 sequels. You know, like, yeah. I don't know what the big fun action movie is. Yeah. Taken's not fun. I don't know what, like, what is the movie? Like, yeah. I don't... Like, Independence Day. Independence Day was a big... Yeah, but that would be like a disaster movie, kind of. Mm, but that's like a big fun action movie. And, 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 and it wasn't a disaster It's weird. Movie. It's sad. Why don't they make movies like this? Like, this is the bigger question. But, yeah. like, do they not think audiences would still go watch this stuff? Like, are know. we that... Are people that narrow-minded now where I just, I need to see Superman or Wolverine in the trailer to know that I want to go spend $15? Like, I think people would still go see, if you made an original film like Lethal Weapon or Point Break or one of these big hit movies, like, people would still go see that. Why don't they make those movies anymore? 21 Jump Street? Whatever, man. I don't care about anything. Oh, you don't care about the environment? It's kind of fucked up, man. That's a fucking comedy. That's not like an action movie. There's action, and I'm trying. I'm I'm grasping at straws here. I'm trying to think of because you're right. Something has filled the void of that. They don't exist. We can't. We can't name it. We can't think of it. Comment below, fans, if if we're missing something. But, but especially R-rated. I mean, kick it up another notch. I know. Yeah. Make that an R-rated big budget action movie that's for fun. Yeah, that doesn't. It doesn't. That doesn't. It's Point a shame. Break might be the last one. <laughs> true Lies. True you know, Lies. True Lies in '94. True Lies. We should do an episode on True Lies. I love True Lies. I true love Lies is true. a perfect, perfect film. Fantastic film. Uh, Spoilers. Anyway, fantastic. We're getting film. lost. What I want to say about the performances where I'll meet you, and that as an adult. Once even I get past all of the corniness and the unrealisticness of the story and all that stuff, and I'm just here to enjoy it, I almost get more and more distracted and hate more and more Keanu Reeves's performance. Like yeah, I he's think not it, good. Is this the worst acting of the '90s? <laughs> like he's, outside he's not... of Keanu Reeves's performance in Bram Stoker's Dracula, I doubted everything, even my mind. I was impotent with fear. I know. If Keanu Reeves didn't go on to become Keanu Reeves and have like this, like, that's our Keanu, Keanu, he's, he's got this airheaded charm. It's like, we'd be like, this guy sucks. Like, this guy is, is taking away from the movie. And he does. Yeah. He, he's, he's not, he's not good. It's he's really not, bad. Yeah. He's not, he's like, <laughs> he's not good. I don't, I don't know. There's not much to, I don't know why he's like this, this film seems to me, it's like, uh, it's just stars. It's just star power and fun and enjoyable in that sense. But it doesn't seem, it's not like a good movie. And when I say the directing saves this film, it saves this film. <laughs> it saves it. It's, it's just like a, when you say popcorn, it's the best way to describe it. Like, it's just over the top and action and there's random boobies in it. It's just, it's... Those boobies aren't random. Those, People got a bathe. There's they no, just had sex with those fucking criminals, Keith. They bought meth and they had sex with them and you need to shower after that. <laughs> it is gratuitous. There's no reason for those boobies. There's no reason oh. for that girl to open up the door and, and, and it's just a shot of her breasts and the pans up. And it's like, oh, she has a face too. Like, there's no reason. There's no it's reason. It's an action movie in 1991, Keith. <laughs> uh, what are you talking about? No. I want to see some bikini shots. No, I'm arguing with a 13-year-old version of yourself. Ah! Ah! Cheap stuff. No, I need to see boobies, yeah, this is, You've crossed the line. <laughs> yeah, You've crossed the line stupid. at this point. <laughs> it's just, there, there's, there's, there's really not much here from a film standpoint outside of the directing. Everything else is, is just, it's just there for pure entertainment and no sense of like... Oh, God forbid. 
Pure entertainment. What a nightmare. Who's yeah. the art house freak now, you pretentious <laughs> asshole? <laughs> well, the, I mean, I watch American Psycho and now I know everything. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm, I'm insufferable. Don't get me wrong. But all I'm trying to do is say, that's why I'm going to keep going back to the thing that I first said. Like, if we're just going to enjoy it, we should just enjoy it. But if you want to really talk about it, this movie's bad. It's not bad. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Some of my favorite moments, I think, of course, the chase scene when uh, uh, Keanu Reeves is chasing Patrick Swayze and he blows out his knee and he's got the gun pointed at Swayze. He was like looking back with the mask on and Connor Reeves just points up towards this guy and yells and starts shooting his gun. It's like good for what it is. It's like I always say, good for what it is. It, like that, you can be great and still be like not a big, don't make me bring up Tremors. I'm always ready to bring up Tremors where it's like, yeah, Tremors isn't, it doesn't belong on the, the pantheon of all time great cinematic experiences and neither does Point Break, but they can still be perfect for what they are. And most people who grew up loving Point Break uh, can appreciate sort of the schmaltz and the over-the-top nature of all of it, and it's perfect for what it is. It is the, the climax and the, the zenith of all of those cliches, and it, yeah. poof, like a perfect bright explosion of adrenaline and, and superstar amazingness. And a big part of that is over-the-top action and random boobies and uh, all this all this crazy stuff. Wondering if you might be gay. It's all it's huge parts of this film. And <laughs> yeah, you're you're right in the sense if you just keep it, if you just look back on it and say that was a product of its time and that was that was a fun time for 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 that period, and move on. Yeah, yeah. But you, you, it's, this is, you can't compare it to, to, to today. Like, if you look at it through today's lens, this is rough. But if you look well, at it today's, then, today's lens easier. is just a bunch of idiots on the internet dissecting every second of films, having their own YouTube channels, thinking that they know more than other people, when really, they're just morons. <laughs> but no, but yeah, but we try to, everybody tries to be so overcritical, overly critical now, and everyone thinks that they, that their opinions matter, and that's like what culture is now. Is like, well, that's not good, and this isn't good, and this isn't, but it's like, No, like I'm not saying. even saying about a public opinion. I'm, I'm saying about like, just actual fact. Like, you, you can't, you can't tell, like, first of all, you, you can't tell me that that's like a well, constructed film like you just can't do it you just said the direction is amazing you think it of course it's a well-constructed film the direction is very good but but there's more than direction that goes into uh making a film like you you can't look at it objectively and look at all of the parts of this film and be like yeah this is a really top level film if that film came out today with keanu reeves's terrible acting and unrealistic story like those films don't get made anymore we just talked about like you have to take that into account that it's it's a time period piece. Like you take it account for what it was then and you go and you appreciate it for that, not what it is today. Yeah, I don't really disagree with that. Yeah. And that's all I'm that's all I'm saying. I think if you if you think that the direction is really good and the cinematography is mostly really good. I do. And I think the writing is mostly pretty solid. I'm not going to say I think the writing what? is terrible. I think this is a, some of the worst dialogue I've ever 
experience. I think I think the dialogue seems a lot worse because half of it's delivered by Keanu Reeves. Who, who, who sure, is sure. You lost. never it, it's you you never know where a hundred percent of the blame should go. But the words that are like yeah, I think the performances are are tough to swallow because they're so extra. But the words that 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 scene right in the beginning where where he call. Uh, where they really set up the whole film, where, where it's like, you can't catch him, you're an old, you're an old man. Well, you're a young hotshot kid, you think you're gonna be a hero? You wanna nail the bank robbers and be a big hero? Definitely. You wanna save the day again? Like, it was so contrived. It was so, it was so basic. It was so unsubtle. It was a hammer of, I'm none, gonna- None of this film's supposed to be subtle. It's but, all part of a bigger piece. But that's a negative. Piece. You can't fucking defend that and be like, well, that's what it is. Accept it. That's bad. The fact is, it's, it's fucking not, it's bad. It's not inherent. So anything that's, anything that's not subtle is bad? This is what you're saying? No, Coming I'm saying you? this is bad. I'm not saying anything that's not subtle, but I'm saying this is bad. So even, right. if it's, it's, it, even if it is, it, even if it is its <laughs> intent. That was, that's quite the sentence. That is quite the sentence. Uh, <laughs> even if... It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just the intent. It. Even if the intent of the film is to be not subtle, you, you can, you give this, me this credit to, this is like, this is our Man of Steel argument where you can say, oh, you don't like it, and that's fine. I can tell you, you don't like it, and that's fine. <laughs> no, but if the film is consistent in its bombacity, no, you're, that, you're, that you're, is good. You're wrong because you're giving the film credit for something that it doesn't, that it's, that you can't determine. You're saying, oh, no, 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 this film made a conscious choice for everyone to be over the top and the writing to be like on the nose and super, you know, uh, heavy handed. And we have to define these characters through the, their, their words so specifically. Like you're giving it so much credit when it's, when it's just poor. The fact of the matter is it's just poor. And, and you just need to accept it. <laughs> I remember the one sequence I could not get out of my head is, you know nothing, you know less than nothing. If you even knew that you knew nothing, that'd be something, but you don't. I... I'm sorry, Jake, I tried, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk about those stupid things in the story? Can we just talk about like the time that, that he jumps out of a plane without a parachute? That's great. That's a great action idea. If you're making a big action movie, you gotta have memorable action set pieces. And, and that's why a guy them. jumping out of a plane without a parachute to go down with a gun to get another guy is <laughs> is mind blowing. That's so cool. Get out of here. Uh, Keanu Reeves is the is the worst. Cop. I didn't understand the end. I think he's the worst cop ever. He is. You guys need any help? I can't believe you're late to your own raid. What a flake. I don't really understand the end where he's a fugitive, clearly, and then he gets his partner killed and then just skydives his way. Like, how does that, how, how does he get to the, back to, like, how does that erase itself by the end of the film where everyone comes in and is on a side? Like, how does that work? And, but, then, but then he just quits again. And then he like quits, at the end. yeah, at the end, yeah. like, and then he and quits. And lets the guy get away. Yeah. It's like, he would be arrested, I feel like, at that point. No, none of it, like, yeah, and I, I literally, thank God you brought up the end, like. And then the final scene, you know, when uh, they're standing on the beach during the 50-year storm, 
and Keanu Reeves realizes that um, a cell is, if he arrested Patrick Swayze, a cell is just too cruel. So he lets him go, lets him go off into the surf, realizing that, uh, or knowing, you know, he's not going to survive surfing there. He's going to die. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I think he quits because he knows he would be fired kind of thing. He's like, because he, it's like, in that because moment. Because he's responsible he, for like four deaths at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because like, in that moment, he's like, you know what? Fucking Bodie was right all along, man. Life's life's about moments and living and the big wave. Endless summer, bro. I'ma let him go. Vio con Dios, bro. And then he's like, I'm done being a cop. Fuck it, they can have it. Like, you know, like that's sort of the thing. It's like, fuck the man. Yeah. I didn't I didn't I'm not it. saying that part's fine. That was one of my two nitpicks that I'm willing to allow, uh, you know, that I've, in, in terms of story. Where I think that 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 the the whole ending in terms of how Keanu ends up, like he'd be he'd be locked up by now, even yeah. if he was held against his will to participate in that bank robbery. After the fact, it's like he causes him and Gary Busey don't go to the jail. They they go and get more people killed, including yeah. Gary Busey, including Gary out B- in the partner. airport. He murders. Like you're, yeah, his, his you're getting arrested after that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, that part's rough. And then the other thing. That I a nitpick that I'm comfortable with is I I have a I, I kind of wonder why Jake Keith why why was it necessary to make Keanu Reeves Johnny Utah Utah give me two a famous football player like why did he have to be famous why couldn't he have just why did he even have to play football honestly but like that that's the craziest thing is that like because it's not even <laughs> it's that uh it's that like Matt Leinert or Vince Young or some like famous college quarterback who's playing in the Rose Bowl then becomes an undercover federal agent like three years later. Like you're not doing that. Yeah, They're not going to let you become an undercover agent. Yeah. So why was that necessary for the story? Why couldn't he have just played football small time? It, what doesn't make even more sense is that he uses his real name when yeah. he's a celebrity. Like he's yeah. he's he's been on television before, he played yeah. in the Rose Bowl three years ago. That's he, very recent. Not that long ago, <laughs> and yeah. and he's using his real name. And just the fact that his name is Johnny Utah. Utah, give me two. We're not. <laughs> we're not. We're. What are we doing here? What are we doing? We're going big. Keith. What are we doing? Get out of here. Like this is a South Park episode. This is a fucking Classic. South Park Johnny episode. Johnny Utah, baby. But yes, Ugh. it's a it's a it's a silly thing to have him be like a star, because that 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 just because the other stuff the the corny unrealistic over the top stuff I'm willing to overlook so long as it makes sense in this corny unrealistic over the top world. This doesn't make sense in any world in because any it doesn't world. serve the story at all that he has to be that level. It's not just that he went to some D3 school and was like a pretty good player and that's what the, the story needs for him to be able to talk about his parents and even though that was all fake yeah, anyway, blah, fake blah, blah. Uh. But like, so maybe like it wants to drive home that he's this traditional quarterback guy. So yeah. you can do that without making him be like one of the most famous college athletes of the last five years. I think it just goes to show you all of the tropes that they are hitting. Like he's an all, like what kind of a trope is the all-American quarterback? Like, that's he's 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 a hotshot young kid. Well, how do we know he's this stud? Well, because he was a big-time football player, and then he just had that one knee injury. Like, I just think they're so heavy-handed with their character development within the 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 dialogue of what these characters say, 
their backstories that were force fed <laughs> and their performances. I'm like, no, 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 bigger. No, 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 bigger. Like, yeah, you can, like, love it. All of it equals not good. All right, anything else? Let's wrap it up. Jake, we just, we want to thank Jake. I do want to thank Jake. Thanks, fellas. Uh, I also know I was supposed to say something mean about Keith, but I can't do that. So uh, I actually ran this study again, and uh, all these years later, turns out, still the case. Love you, fellas. Can't wait to see the, uh, the breakdown. Talk to you soon. Thank you, Jake, for sending the video. Thank you for being our friend, and thank you for agreeing to shave. That means a lot to me. Don't shave, Jake. Don't shave. Everything below the neck needs to go, but everything above. <laughs> Tune in next week for more grooming tips with Ev Duran and Keith Macri. <laughs> Shave it all, baby. <laughs>